Just a quick heads up that I am currently on maternity leave, which means that the Fertility Co podcast is taking a break. But please don't panic because I'm already working on some exciting things behind the scenes. And when I come back, I'm really looking forward to sharing with you a brand new, completely free mini course all about ovulation and finding your fertile window. In the meantime, there are still heaps of ways that you can continue to learn about your fertility and your menstrual cycle while I take a break. If you're just getting started with charting your cycle, you can check out my free fertility roadmap. If you want to dive deeper and learn exactly when you're ovulating, then you can watch my Fix Your Fertility Masterclass. There is, of course, also my Conceive with Confidence workshop series and, of course, my flagship online program, Fertility School. If you want individualized support from a trained fertility educator, that's me, then you can book in to my wait list for a one-on-one consult. And I would love to work with you to achieve your fertility goals in 2024. Spots are strictly limited though. And links to all of those resources are in the show notes. I'm Rachel and I'm obsessed with all things periods, pregnancy, pelvic floor and helping women just like you to navigate all of life's major milestones. I'm a physiotherapist and natural fertility educator and my passion is teaching women how to take control of their health. Fertility, pregnancy, nutrition and menstrual cycle health will dive deep into all of it right here. All those questions you've been secretly googling, all those things you're too embarrassed to ask your doctor because, well, we're women. Shouldn't we just know this stuff? So get comfy and get ready to finally have all of your questions answered. Hit subscribe now and let me teach you what they never taught us in health class. Hello, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. Today, I am talking about the basic preconception advice that we all need to stop following. For most of our lives, we've been told that getting pregnant is easy. It seems ridiculously unfair that we actively avoid getting pregnant for years and years And then we struggle when we are actually ready to conceive. Contrary to what a lot of people believe, it is not always easy for pregnancy to happen. Some women will encounter a lot of challenges on their fertility journey, as I'm sure you are aware, and there are lots of factors that all need to line up perfectly in order for conception to occur. We need regular ovulation. We need to build up the endometrial lining ready for implantation of a fertilized egg. And then we need to be able to maintain a pregnancy once conception has actually occurred occurred. And that is not even taken into consideration male fertility, which of course is 50% of the puzzle. More and more couples are turning to reproductive technology to assist them to get pregnant. But this isn't always necessary for many of those couples who use it, nor is it necessarily a guarantee of success. Many couples tend to see assisted reproductive technology as a backup option, a sure thing, but it is actually only effective 25% of the time. And that is not to mention the unwanted side effects. So it's invasive, it's time consuming, it takes a considerable emotional and financial toll. 50% of couples who are referred for infertility treatment actually have nothing wrong. I have shared this statistic over and over and over. The thing they have wrong is their timing. Many women only need to change their diet or lifestyle habits for success, and then they do not need this assistance. So, 
Why aren't we focusing our attention on those simple lifestyle changes first? They're free, you can do them for yourself right now, and they can significantly maximize your chances of conceiving. So that's exactly what I want to talk about in today's episode, because by truly understanding what is happening with your body and making some pretty simple changes, this can have an enormous impact on ovulation, on your fertility, and on your chances of conceiving quickly and naturally. And even if you do end up having to go down a path of assisted technology, you're maximizing your chances of success there too, because unfortunately it is just not the guarantee that many couples think it is. So I want to introduce you now to my three-part framework, which is what I have based my brand new workshop series on. So it's called Conceive with Confidence, and it takes what I truly believe are the three key aspects of getting pregnant without the stress and the confusion. And more than that, it's about being able to pinpoint ovulation day. It's about being able to identify any potential issues with ovulation and your menstrual cycle as a whole, and it is knowing where to begin with managing these problems as quickly and as easily as possible before resorting to those next steps in terms of specialists, fertility treatments, and so on. You know how passionate I am about preconception health because there is so much more than you think that is within your control, which means if there are issues with ovulation in your cycle, then you don't need to go straight to a specialist there are some pretty simple lifestyle changes that can make the world of difference. So I want to break down the three parts of this framework in this episode, and they are control, balance, and nourish. So we start with control. Because when you take control of your fertility, it stops controlling you. I talk all the time about how knowledge is power. So we're going to break down my four, four framework, the four steps to identifying your fertile window and pinpointing ovulation day quickly and easily in under four minutes. Then we are going to focus on balance. And if you've been listening to the podcast lately, you know that I'm focusing a lot on hormone balance. So next week's episode is a deep dive into the key sex hormones and why balance between them is so important. But you'll get a bit of a taster into that today. And we're talking about how to balance your hormones naturally. And then the final piece of the framework is nourish because eating well when you are pregnant is only a small part of the puzzle. And preconception nutrition is so much more impactful, both on on your chances of conception and getting through early pregnancy. So the title of this episode is the basic preconception advice you need to stop following. And I had a bit of fun with research in this episode. So what I did when researching and planning was that I Googled preconception advice. And here are the top five most frequently recurring things that came up in article after article. Lose weight, stop smoking, stop drinking alcohol, take a prenatal, and my favorite, have sex regularly. Kind of, kind of self-explanatory, I would hope, if you're trying to conceive. But is this really the best they could do? We are talking government health facts sheets, and they weren't all bad. There were a couple that provided better information than I actually expected. But for the most part, I was pretty disappointed. I'm not saying those things aren't important, but I'm guessing if you are invested enough in your health and your fertility to listen to a podcast about it, you're thinking the same as me. Is that really the best education that we are getting? So let's do a reframe. Have sex regularly, they say. Yeah, pretty important for getting pregnant. 
Not surprising, but still disappointing that there is no mention anywhere at all about the basics of menstrual cycle, ovulation, timing, this regular sex that we're having for our fertile window. Nothing on that. So the basic advice here seems to be to have sex regularly. Track when you're fertile on an app and use an ovulation predictor test to tell you when you're ovulating. Done and done. My advice is to actually take the time to understand your menstrual cycle and your natural fertile signs. Because when you know exactly how to identify your fertile window and confirm ovulation day, you will know with 100% certainty that you've got your timing right. There are, in fact, more days in the average menstrual cycle when a woman is not fertile than when she is, and timing really is everything. Having sex regularly is great, but if you're not having sex in your fertile window around ovulation, then your chances of pregnancy are pretty slim and you are completely leaving this to chance. Stop relying on apps and ovulation predictor kits and start paying attention to your cervical mucus. So what are my four steps to identifying ovulation in less than four minutes. Step one, you need to understand why we have a period every month. So bleeding is unavoidably noticeable, but this is the extent of so many women's knowledge about her fertility. You need to understand that menstruation follows ovulation. That is the body's way of recognizing that pregnancy hasn't happened, and it's a way of shedding the lining of the uterus so it can try again next month. Step two, you need to get to know your menstrual cycle. Beyond just bleeding, you need to understand why we have a menstrual cycle, how ovulation actually works, and knowing what phase of the menstrual cycle you are in on any given day. Step three, we then need to take this further and track your menstrual cycle so you know what's going on for you, when you're fertile, when you're not, what your unique cycle looks like, is your luteal phase long enough to actually maintain and support a pregnancy, all of these things we need to consider. And then finally, step four, the big one, how to confirm ovulation understanding how cervical mucus patterns change throughout your cycle to support pregnancy, how basal body temperature changes to help you to confirm when ovulation has happened and when your next period is coming. And most importantly, understanding what deviations away from what is typical or normal for you might mean, why they're happening and how they could be impacting your chances of conceiving. So that all sounds like a lot and it's basically the entire focus of what I do. And you obviously can't learn all of that in four minutes. But once you do understand the basics and you understand your unique cycle and fertile window, you can monitor changes in your fertile signs, your cervical mucus and your body temperature every single day. And that takes less than four minutes. So that was the first part of our framework, control. Next in the framework, we have balance. And I want to counteract the basic advice here. Stop drinking, stop smoking. Again, I feel like this is not serving many people. Most women already know that these things are not great for us generally, especially in pregnancy. Even the women who are smoking and drinking in pregnancy, they know it's not great for them or their baby. If you are having trouble getting pregnant and you are smoking and drinking alcohol, then yes, I would suggest stopping doing those things to improve your chances of conceiving. So I want to give you some more credit than that. And let's go deeper into balancing your hormones to support a regular menstrual cycle, optimal ovulation and conception. 
Like I said earlier, stay tuned for next week's episode where we dive a whole lot deeper into this too. Basically, there are a lot of environmental and lifestyle factors that you may never even have considered could be impacting your hormone balance and therefore your fertility. These factors are applicable to all women, whether you're still in that preconception phase, you've just started trying, or you've been trying for months or years. They are simple do-it-yourself strategies that can significantly improve egg quality, ovulation, and overall fertility and health. If you do find yourself going down an assisted reproductive technology route in future, they are increasing your chances of success with this treatment. Like I said, success rates are only 25%. In the simplest of terms, our menstrual cycle is driven by two key sex hormones, estrogen and progesterone. Estrogen levels gradually rise during the first half of our cycle from menstruation until they peak at around ovulation. Estrogen levels trigger that thickening of the lining of the uterus, the endometrium, in preparation for implantation of a fertilized egg, which will happen in the second half of the cycle after ovulation. Estrogen also causes production of cervical mucus that's produced by glands of the cervix to keep sperm alive and help sperm sperm cells to reach the egg in the fallopian tube for fertilization so that sperm cells are right there ready and waiting in that 24 to 48 hour window after the egg has been released at ovulation. Estrogen levels also rise enough to trigger release of other hormones. So luteinizing hormone, which ovulation tests test, detect, and follicle-stimulating hormone too, which trigger the release of the egg from a follicle in the ovary, which is, of course, ovulation. Once ovulation has occurred, we enter the second half of our menstrual cycle. That's called the luteal phase. Estrogen levels decline, and we have a sudden surge in progesterone, which is that key hormone in establishing and maintaining pregnancy. When an egg is released from a follicle inside the ovary at ovulation, the follicle that remains becomes the corpus luteum. The corpus luteum secretes progesterone during the luteal phase of the cycle after ovulation. Progesterone then takes over estrogen's role of maintaining that thickens endometrium to ensure that pregnancy can happen. If the fertilized egg implants in the endometrium and pregnancy has occurred, progesterone levels will remain high to maintain that pregnancy. If the egg wasn't fertilized, progesterone levels will drop quite suddenly too, and this causes the endometrial lining to shed and your next period will occur. So progesterone is essential for balancing estrogen levels and maintaining overall hormone balance. Levels can be depleted when the body's under stress and it can influence our moods and the way our body breaks down fat. Progesterone itself is not the cause of our PMS symptoms, even though it is at peak levels during the luteal phase when those symptoms are usually experienced. It's actually the imbalance between progesterone and estrogen in the luteal phase that leads to those PMS symptoms, which is why it is so important important that these two hormones are balanced. Many period irregularities and those symptoms are caused by that underlying hormone imbalance between estrogen and progesterone. And there are many, many reasons why hormones can become imbalanced because ultimately the menstrual cycle relies on a really delicate balance between those major sex hormones. And we know that the level of one hormone is influenced by and will itself influence the level of another hormone. 
Understanding what has caused a hormone imbalance requires some investigation with a healthcare professional. So addressing those general health and lifestyle factors is the very best place to start when you're managing a hormone imbalance, if you suspect a hormone imbalance, or if something's not looking right with your cycle and ovulation. Alongside that general health advice, like yes, of course, smoking and drinking, we want to look at diet, stress, and the environment, because these are all factors that can really influence the balance of our sex hormones. And we want to reduce our exposure to these potential hormone disruptors in our environment. So if there are any issues with your cycle and ovulation, it's likely you have some degree of hormone imbalance. And there are, like I said, there are many different causes, but the environment is a really important one to look at here. And we want to eliminate environmental pollutants and hormone disruptors with a really simple detoxification process that avoids that paranoia and the overwhelming stress that it is all too hard because once you start to look at this you realize that these hormone disruptors are literally everywhere so our body's normal functioning involves a tiny fluctuation in hormone levels and these small changes do have some significant effects on our body so our endocrine system which controls our hormones, it will release hormones that will signal to different tissues all around the body what to do next. And it's all one big domino effect. So you've learned with the hormones involved in regulating the menstrual cycle, one will influence another. So when these hormone disruptors enter our body, they mimic our hormones. And so that disrupts our hormone levels. The hormone sensitive organs like the uterus and the breasts are particularly vulnerable to these these hormone disruptors too, as I'm sure you can imagine why. And the problem is that we are being exposed to them, we're being exposed to lots of different disruptors throughout our lifetime. So they're really slow to break down in the environment and the long-term effects in humans ultimately aren't known yet. So it's the cumulative process that's the issue. It's not the one-off exposure. It's that we are being continuously exposed to them in our lifetime. Xenoestrogens in particular will impact ovulation and fertility because they impact estrogen levels. So they don't break down, they accumulate in a process called biomagnification and they're stored in our fat cells and they build up over time. And this can lead to cancers, especially breast cancer, obesity, fertility issues, miscarriage, endometriosis, early onset puberty, and diabetes, to name just a few. So basically, here's a basic chemistry lesson for you. The chemical structure of these artificial estrogens are similar to the hormone estrogen. So this means that these artificial estrogens will bind to the same chemical receptors in our body that estrogen binds to. If all of our estrogen receptors are being blocked up with these artificial forms of estrogen or chemicals with a similar structure, then there's excess estrogen floating around with no receptors to bind to. If estrogen can't bind to its receptors, it can't do its job. And so the body thinks there isn't enough estrogen around and it will produce more. And the problem is that you will soon discover that these chemical disruptors are everywhere. And the problem is both that simultaneous exposure to lots of different chemicals, as well as the long-term cumulative exposure to one or more chemicals, usually more. And the most significant exposure comes from your home. Studies show that you can be exposed to as many as 160 different ingredients in a single day. And that's from skincare, makeup, cleaning products, All think of all the products and all the chemicals that you're exposed to in a day. So the areas where I want you to really take a look 
look at your exposure to potential hormone disruptors. We've got a few areas, but there's one in particular I really want you to look at, and that is plastics and BPA. So this is your food storage, plastic water bottles, and tinned food. Basically, BPA will leach into whatever is being stored in these containers and bottles and tins. And this is particularly magnified when it's heated. For example, you've got your lunch in a plastic container, you put it in the microwave to heat it up, that BPA leaches from the plastic into the food that we then ingest into our bodies. Many storage products will advertise now that they are BPA-free. We're seeing that more and more. This is really handy, but keep in mind that BPA may very well be just the trendy toxin of the moment. And if it's made from plastic, then it's likely that there are other products in that plastic that are also probably leaching into the food. We just haven't recognized that particular substance as a toxin yet. So all these big companies haven't been it hasn't been cracked down on. They haven't been pressured to remove that particular substance from the product like they have with BPA, for example. So your best bet with food storage is to opt for glass or stainless steel containers and eliminate plastics as much as you can. The next one I want to talk about are parabens and phthalates. So these are found in skincare, makeup, shampoos, conditioners. Again, if a product doesn't contain these nasties, they likely advertise it on the bottle. So opt for brands that are really focused on on eliminating these sorts of toxins from your products. They promote that they don't have parabens, they don't have phthalates, and decide how many of them are actually really required for your daily routine. We've already talked about smoking and alcohol. We know this is best avoided once you're in that preconception window. I do want to touch on smoking though, because even if you're not smoking yourself, if your partner smokes or if you are regularly spending time with smokers, consider that passive smoking does put your health and your fertility at risk too. Believe it or not, third-hand smoke is also a concern. So this is when you, for example, walk into the house of a smoker and you immediately smell it in the air. It gets in your clothes and your hair, just like secondhand smoke does. So I do understand that sometimes third-hand smoke especially can't be completely avoided. So I used to hate going into people's houses as a physio. This still happens occasionally. And I come out smelling like an ashtray. And it used to happen when I was pregnant and it used to find it I used to find it really upsetting because I'm very precious about smoking at the best of times, but it is something I really struggled with when I was pregnant because I'd come home and I'd stink of cigarette smoke. And honestly, it's something that I still have to deal with. I still hate it because I don't want to come home and give my daughter a cuddle until I've washed my clothes, had a shower, washed my hair. You might be thinking I'm being over the top and dramatic, but it is something that I take very seriously because third-hand smoke, all those chemicals lingering in the air, that is enough to have an effect because your skin ultimately is absorbing it. Another issue with this is vaping. So we don't get that horrible cigarette smell with vapes, but believe me, they contain most of the same chemicals. And so vaping along with that secondhand smoke is just as serious as cigarettes. And the effect on your fertility and male fertility is huge. And just like cigarettes before them, I think we are going to see lots and lots of research coming out about the long-term effects of vaping. So like I said earlier, pollutants and hormone disruptors are pretty much everywhere. So I don't want you to freak out and feel overwhelmed and become obsessive and paranoid about eliminating every toxin from your life because that's going to be really hard to do. But I also don't want you to go to the other extreme and just become ambivalent to the risk either because they're everywhere and it's all too hard. 
So my aim here is for you to be as informed as possible and to be motivated to make some lifestyle changes that work for you because we know that healthy habits and that gentle detoxification can have really positive outcomes both for your hormone balance and therefore your ovulation cycles and your chances of conceiving. But more than that, it's going to have an effect on your long-term health too because when, when it comes to these disruptors and the effect that they have on your hormone balance and your fertility, it's that cumulative effect over time. So like I said, stay tuned for next episode where I talk in even more detail about hormone balance, but that is a taster and that is a place to start if you're concerned about hormone balance and wanting to optimize ovulation. The third and final step in the Conceive with Confidence framework is nourish, which as I'm sure you can tell is all about healthy nutrition. And the basic preconception advice when it comes to nutrition is to take a prenatal and all your nutrient needs will be met. However, If you have listened to episode 51, what most people get wrong about prenatal supplements, then you will know that a prenatal alone is not enough. You don't have to get fancy, but you want to start thinking about having a preconception nutrition plan. And I'm not talking about a meal plan here, just a literal plan about what to eat for each meal and how to make sure you're getting the right nutrients from the food that you're eating. Diet is everything, but when it comes to hormone balance, even if you're not trying to get pregnant, if you're seeing problems with your cycles, with ovulation, with PMS symptoms, diet and nutrition is where to begin. So there are two key reasons why nutrition in the preconception stage is so important. First of all, we know that nutrition can have a really significant impact on both male and female fertility and improving quality of egg and sperm. And secondly, we want to maximize your nutrient intake now before you're actually pregnant, because this will ensure that your nutrient stores are optimal to support you throughout pregnancy long before you actually confirm that you are pregnant. And this is what I talked about in episode 54 when I covered uh, post-postnatal depletion and why preconception nutrient stores are so important to get you through pregnancy and that early postpartum period. The research shows that a diet rich in whole foods in particular, so foods that aren't processed and are as close as possible to their natural form, so whole grains, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, unprocessed animal products, especially oily fish, have really beneficial outcomes for male and female fertility. Our bodies better absorb nutrients from whole foods compared to more processed foods. In those early weeks of pregnancy, before the placenta is established at around eight to 10 weeks, the developing embryo gets its nourishment from a tiny yolk sac, which is essentially your nutrient stores. The first eight to 10 weeks of pregnancy are also when many women don't know they're pregnant and they get hit with morning sickness and they can't eat as well as they'd like. So these preconception nutrient stores are really important. And the better your nutrient intake prior to pregnancy, the less fatigued and depleted you will be throughout pregnancy and into that postpartum period. Whenever somebody asks me for advice about what they should or shouldn't be doing while they prepare for pregnancy or are trying for a baby, I always say the same thing. Live like you are already pregnant. So living like you're already pregnant cuts out the noise and the confusion and somehow you just know in yourself what you should or shouldn't be doing. As soon as you start to think this way, you know that you're doing all that you can to optimize your fertility and give that future baby of yours the very best possible start. And so having a healthy, fertile foundation is so important for conception, and this needs to start before conception. 
It takes around three months for an egg to mature before it's released at ovulation. And for males, it takes around three months for sperm to develop and mature. So the egg and sperm that begin to develop and mature right now at the beginning of your preconception journey will be mature within three months time. And they will be of a more optimal quality because of the lifestyle changes that you've made now, which improves your chances of conception. So this is why I always recommend taking some time for preconception preparation before actively trying to conceive because this three month preconception window really does make all the difference. Truth be told, preconception support for women and couples is virtually non-existent in our healthcare system. And as more and more couples struggle to conceive, the multi-billion dollar IVF industry is thriving. And like I said at the top of the show, 50% of the couples that are seeking help have no fertility issues at all. They just have the timing wrong. For many women that I speak to, the internet has taught them more about their fertility than any health professional ever has. They are sick and tired of being told to come back in six months if you're not pregnant. And while it's incredible that we're able to access information so easily, like the fact that I'm able to sit here right now, record an episode of a podcast that you can then listen to all around the world and get help with your preconception plan, that's amazing. But It also means that anyone with a vague understanding of their menstrual cycle can claim their little corner of the internet and spout out their opinions too. So I'm seeing that as a complete epidemic of misinformation and confusion. And I speak with so many women who start Googling things, they end up on blogs and forums and chats, and they get some weird and wonderful information. And it's really hard to cut out the BS from what's actually helpful. So I feel I have a bit of a responsibility as one of the few healthcare professionals with expertise and a qualification in natural fertility education to share up-to-date evidence-based research and practice with women so that they can actually maximize their chances of conceiving naturally and quickly without that financial, physical, and emotional strain of support, I use air quotes there, they don't actually need. So I wanted to create a really simple and accessible guide to overcoming those first challenges that women face when trying to conceive. Understanding ovulation, pinpointing the fertile window and boosting their fertility with some simple lifestyle changes. Enter Conceive with Confidence. So this is my brand new workshop series and it is incredibly affordable because I want this knowledge to be available to every single woman who wants some extra support on her preconception journey. So this is a three-part workshop series and you've gotten a tiny sneak peek into it in today's episode. So the first workshop is all about control because when you take control of your fertility, it stops controlling you. And you're going to learn in a lot more detail than we covered today how to apply my 4-4 framework. So that four steps to identify your fertile window and pinpoint ovulation day quickly and easily in under four minutes. You can probably do it in a lot less than under four minutes, but you know, 4-4, it sounded good. Then in the next two workshops, we are going to dive deep into how to actually optimize your fertility and supercharge your chances of conceiving. So in workshop two, we are all about balance and you will learn those fertility secrets to balance your hormones naturally, looking at things like those environmental 
toxins and hormone disruptors and pollutants. And then in workshop three, Nourish, this is your ultimate guide to eating for two while you're still only one, because eating well when you are pregnant is just a tiny piece of the puzzle. And preconception nutrition is so much more impactful, both on conception and early pregnancy. So we're looking at some really simple, quick fix solutions to get ovulation back on track if it's a little wonky and irregular. And we break this down into simple, achievable and sustainable steps. So ultimately, this is a holistic preconception plan to help you to optimize ovulation and get pregnant fast because the research shows that women who chart their cycles and know exactly when they're fertile conceive on average in half the time compared to couples who have no idea. So how do you do that? You need to know when you're ovulating. And if you're not ovulating, you need to know the reason why and what to do about it. Because you really do need a plan that isn't just crossing your fingers and hoping you got the timing right. So Conceive with Confidence is designed to give you all of this. If you are ready for a simple, speedy, low-cost strategy for rebalancing your hormones, optimizing ovulation, and pinpointing your most fertile days so you can get pregnant faster, head on over to fertilityco.com.au forward slash Conceive with Confidence and check out this workshop series. I'll also link to it in the show notes. So this has sneakily been available for purchase for a month or so. I kind of just put it out into the world, no promotion or anything, and it has been snapped up. I knew it was incredibly great value. It is full of bonuses and it is so mu- worth so much more than it is pri- its price tag. But even knowing all of this, I'm completely blown away by the positive feedback. So If you're interested in learning a little bit more, head over to my website and get some more information about it, or of course, DM me with your questions. Let's recap what we've talked about in this episode, because we've talked about a lot. So basically we broke down the three-part framework that is covered in the Conceive with Confidence workshop series. So first component is control. We talked about why it is so important to actually take the time to understand your menstrual cycle and your natural fertile signs. And I talked you through my four steps to identifying ovulation day in less than four minutes. Next part two was balance. We talked about the environmental and lifestyle factors that you may never have considered could be impacting your hormone balance and therefore your fertility far beyond not drinking alcohol and not smoking during pregnancy. Finally, we talked nourish, the key reasons why nutrition in the preconception stage is so important and why you can't just pop a prenatal vitamin and assume that you're sorted. We talked about the significant impact on both male and female fertility and why maximizing your nutrient intake now before being pregnant will ensure that your nutrient stores are optimal to help you get pregnant, support you throughout pregnancy, and support you through that postpartum period as well, long before you actually confirm that you are pregnant. And finally, we touched on why you should treat your body now like you're already pregnant if you ever have any doubts about what you should be doing in terms of lifestyle and environmental toxins. Then, of course, I shared a little bit more detail about my brand new three-part workshop series, Conceive with Confidence, where I break down these three key aspects, control, balance, and nourish, to help you to identify the fertile days in your cycle and some really simple but not often talked about steps to optimize ovulation and improve your chances of conceiving naturally. So you can get today's show notes with everything I talked about in this episode, as well as links to freebies, links to other related episodes, 
And of course, more information about Conceive with Confidence at fertilityco.com.au forward slash 56. Bye for now. And don't forget that knowledge is power. When you truly understand your body, you are empowered to make informed decisions and take control of your health. Until next time. If you've made it this far, you deserve a huge virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Fertility Co. podcast. New episodes are released every Wednesday, so make sure you hit subscribe now so you don't miss when the latest goes live. Why not make my day and leave me a quick rating and review while you're over there? If you want more, head on over to Instagram at Fertility Co., slide on into my DMs and say hello, or you can visit fertilityco.com.au forward slash podcast for show notes and access to all of the freebies that I talked about in this episode. Until next time. Let's talk about TempDrop. TempDrop's wearable sensor and accompanying charting app brings the full fertility tracking solution right to your phone. Wear the TempDrop sensor on your upper arm during sleep and then just sync to the charting app whenever it's convenient for you. TempDrop believes that every woman should be empowered and equipped with the knowledge to take control of their body. Sound familiar? That's where TempDrop steps in to provide clear, science-backed technology to help you to better track your cycle. I only recommend products that I use and love, and I love my TempDrop tracker. You can get 10% off your tracker with the code AFFertilityCo or head to fertilityco.com.au forward slash TempDrop for more information.